Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey guys, welcome back to Pulse of the Wall, recording live from Freedom Fest. And Spike Cohen is with us, and he has just peaked his career with his debut appearance <laughs> on Pulse of the Wall. So, Spike, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. And like I said, I, I'm ready to peak right now on Pulse of the Wall. I finally got to fulfill my, I guess, character arc by meeting y'all last night, and now I finally get to do this interview. This re- It's all been for this Obviously. moment. Perfect. Everything I've done is for this moment. I really don't know what I'm going to do after this, but I'll have to figure that out, you know? Recreate myself at 39. Yeah, we, we basically are the Jay Leno of Libertarian podcasts. So, I mean, it's this is how you know you made it. That's accurate, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, we're good on audio there. We can always snip that. But, um, Spike, so last night we, we met briefly at, yep. the, uh, at one place after, after the event. And, you know, I was talking to Hannah uh, uh, Cox, and I was saying that it was hilarious that I, your Facebook following, you figured out, like, a pretty funny niche where you're commenting on other accounts. Yes. And you're kind of, not trolling, but you're, you're you know. I'm trolling a little. There's some trolling. It's, it's, I wouldn't call it. Little shit, troll. I wouldn't call it shit posting because it's like. That little shit posting. It's Listen, a little it's, bit. It's, 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 it, there's all different ways. Yeah, a mild amount of trolling and shit posting. Yeah, so so what uh, kind of led you to that? Like, well, you're, you're following that you're kind of building, like, the social media presence. Yeah. Um, what is, like, the strategy? And what are you, is there any, like, overarching thing? Or did you just kind of figure out a way to build? We stumbled upon the fact that when I comment on other pages, especially other verified pages on Facebook, all uh, 121,000, whatever we're at now, of my followers were getting notified of it. Mm-hmm. Many of them were getting, no- depending on the settings they had, they were getting notified of my posts, which is great. But I found out that all of them were being notified that I was commenting. And so it's actually, if you want to call it a strategy, it's basically twofold. Number one, I go on different pages that are sometimes outside, well outside of the libertarian sphere, you know, just popular, funny, you know, entertaining pages, uh, mainstream media pages, uh, as well as helping to give some clout to some of the, you know, uh, smaller libertarian pages that are trying to grow their reach, but also in doing so, helping to kind of build this community of like, well, you know, waiting to, I, I see so often people saying, you know, I've been waiting for Spike to comment on this article or yeah. on this thing or on whatever. And so I don't really dive too deep into them. I just kind of give quick little hot takes and I'm able to do like sometimes 
50, 60 of them in a day because I'm really just kind of giving a quick hot take on it. And uh, But I'll, I'll comment stuff that's just like funny comments about things. And we get a lot of follows from that uh, because people will see that and go, oh, wow, this person's a politician. I have no idea. What, what are they about? And then they look at the rest of the posts and they're like, huh, that's interesting. So it's just another way to basically reach normies and also build in inner community with the with the libertarian movement yeah quick aside i i can't remember what the article was about but you ratioed uh cnn on yes. one of their articles i almost it was glorious i almost always ratio mainstream media <laughs> when i when i and it's my favorite part when i will comment something you know they've written this whole article you know basically thumbing their nose at you know the idea that we can be adults and be trusted with our own devices and uh and i'll go on and comment like a sentence <laughs> and, you know, their post will have, I don't know, 800, 900 reactions, usually laugh reacts by the time I'm done with it. Uh, but I'll have like 2000 responses to it. And uh, and again, that just goes to show it also helps destroy the narrative that they even are the ones who are controlling what, what's being talked about. If they put something up, it gets mostly laugh reacts. And then I respond and it gets, you know, a thousand times or, you know, 10 times more likes than theirs did or five times more likes. Clearly, that means that more people agree with what I'm saying, the libertarian thing, than what they're saying, the status right. thing. So that's a powerful narrative killer as well. Shit posting works. It works. <laughs> and and it, it condenses down very broad or expansive topics into yep. a very simple, even if it's memes, a very simple format, and that really gets people's attention. Yeah, the most, one that I did on, I, I, I don't remember if it was CNN, I actually think it was the LA Times, they put up a, uh, an editorial that basically said that as long as COVID exists, there should be these ridiculous restrictions on people who aren't vaccinated. They shouldn't be allowed to go to the store. They shouldn't be allowed to go to any government building. They shouldn't be allowed to work. They shouldn't be basically they should be shunned from all of society by law. Um, and, you know, that they, they have to do that to save lives or whatever. And then, you know, my thing is if you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you don't, then don't. Right. But the government shouldn't be forcing you into anything one way or the other. And so I put up a meme and it's the Mr. Krabs meme from uh, from SpongeBob SquarePants where he's looking at the sign and it usually says uh, zero days uh, uh, zero days of nonsense or something like that <laughs> and I, I made it I changed it to uh, this store has had zero seconds of vax gold whining and uh, that got like three times as many reactions as the actual post and again the post got like mostly haha reacts because yeah. people were saying no this is a joke it's ridiculous and that just I mean LA Times is is one of the papers of record on the national scale, when you make, show them up and, and show how foolish what they're saying is in their own sphere, you kill their narrative and you even kill it among their supporters. So what what I think is interesting about it is like your Facebook commenting thing. I think it's a really interesting insight. It's like a microcosm of public opinion, mm -hmm. right, in a, in a lot of ways. And I'm not sure how the algorithms work if more people like directly four to one agree with you over what whatever CNN is pushing with their agenda. Of course, agenda. of course. So, I mean, it, maybe it's not perfect, but it is it is somewhat of a thermometer to see where people are at. So, I, moving forward, especially like looking to the next couple of election cycles, yeah. how does the Libertarian Party or the Liberty Movement more generally take that popular support that we seem to have on these issues and actually put... The, get traction when rubber meets road? Like, how do we actually convert that into getting our policies through and not just making memes and mocking? Well, and and we obviously don't have to choose between those, making right. memes and we mocking. Can, yeah, oh, I, I, even once we're in charge, we need to continue making memes and mocking <laughs> if, if for no other reason than entertainment. Uh, so 
what I will say is this. If you look at what we actually believe about how things should work, we believe in decentralization. We believe in you know localism to the extent possible. We believe in people working together voluntarily. And yet our movement largely, or at least the party, is geared in the opposite direction. We're looking for our big libertarian figures that are going to run at the national level and say the big libertarian things to create trickle-down libertarianism for the rest of us. And it goes against everything we believe. It also doesn't work. It hasn't worked. Right. Um, it has helped to bring some people in, but we've also spent millions of dollars and countless man hours on it. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Now, what I say is this. We already know that we're able to win elections at the local level and at the regional level and sometimes even at the state level, at the state legislative level. We already know that we're more likely to be affected by legislation and decisions being made at the local and state level than by at the federal level. So if we're more effective at the local level, and if we know we're more affected at the at the federal level, and we know that we have a greater reach at the local level than at the federal level, then why aren't we primarily focusing on that? Yes, we still need to run federal candidates for ballot access reasons and for that messaging reason for the people that can come in and bring people to the movement. But our focus and our and our the majority of our money and our time and our efforts need to be focused on people running for city council, county council, state legislative races. You know, instead of putting that kind of money into the next libertarian candidate in 24 or 28 or whatever who's going to run and get let's say 5% of the vote let's say they get 10% of the vote they still lose right this is a record number of votes it's news making but they still lost or we could spend that same amount of time and effort into getting thousands of libertarians elected across the country and bringing tens of millions of people into the movement and again it's not a one or the other it's a question of where the main focus should be and so i think in the way that we believe in decentralization and localism, we need to apply that to how we are doing our outreach and our political outreach, getting involved in our local communities, going to our city council meetings and our county council meetings, getting involved with groups who want to lobby directly at that level to be able to make changes that are going to affect people immediately and show that libertarianism isn't just this utopian pipe dream. It actually right. works. Well, and that's what I, it directly ties into with what you've seen in the last year with, uh, you know, a lot more nullification is going on in yep. states. I mean, yes. you know, people don't always have to agree with what Ron DeSantis has done. But, you know, the bans on vax passports. I think he also did an executive order on lockdowns. He says, we're not doing it again. Uh, critical Tech race theory. Yeah, critical race theory. Yep. So, like, nullification works. I mean, how many states have passed, like, Second Amendment Second sanctuary? Amendment. We've seen the two biggest movements, actually probably the three biggest that we've seen, are we, we we know about the second amendment sanctuaries we know about the immigration sanctuaries here's the big one the va the majority of americans live in a state 
where marijuana is legal or at least legal for medical reasons, which in most states, medical marijuana means you can get it however you want to. Not all of them, but like Oklahoma has medical marijuana. Everyone who wants a card has a card and they're smoking. So it's essentially legal there. Right. It's still federally illegal and not just illegal. It's still scheduled at the same level as heroin. And yet the majority of Americans are completely flouting that and enjoying or using marijuana however they wish okay this is a perfect example of that we can make changes at the local and state level and we're more likely to be able to get it accomplished and it doesn't usually trickle down usually changes at the legislative level start at the cultural level then they move on to the local political level then they move on to the state political level and then eventually to the federal political level so I say we get more involved in changing the culture and changing things at the local level, and we'll win even more than we've already been winning. So a little pivot here. Sure. Um, what, so you are somebody that really strives for this kind of, like, libertarian unity. It mm-hmm. seems like you have a good relationship with, like, the Mises Caucus, with the kind of Beltway libertarians. Yep. And right now it seems like this, this libertarian uh, civil war is just never-ending. It's like Afghanistan, right? It's just going on forever. So, you know, while we may have disagreements, how important do you think it is that we have at least our lowest common denominator of values when it comes to the upcoming races? Like, how important is that? And what are those common values that you think that we need to stick to? Right. So I think the important thing is to remember two things. Number one, this has never not been like this. Talk to someone who's been in the LP or the Liberty Movement since the 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever. There has always been these different factional fights and they usually boil down to radicals versus moderates to some extent i mean sometimes there's differences uh besides that but it's mostly the more radical libertarians and i would consider myself in terms of policy a more radical libertarian versus the more i guess you'd say moderate libertarians here's the other thing that i so this this always is the case this is nothing new the only real difference is because of social media you can see it on a day-to-day micro level it used to be that people would only hear of this stuff and then experience it when they get together at conventions and stuff like that now it's all the time on social media sure. but, but this is there's nothing new it's it's there's nothing this we've always had this the other thing i would say is if you take the two libertarians who consider themselves political opponents and sit them down give them 10 issues and ask them their opinion on it, they're probably going to agree on eight or nine of those 10 issues, possibly on all 10 of them, at least to some extent, right? So we need to remember that we have far more in common than we have against each other, or that we have apart from each other, and also that I don't want to force people into association. I don't want unity for just the sake of it. I want unity because people remember that we are fighting for a world set free in our time, and we are going to have differences of opinion in how we get there, because that's how freedom works. We're not going to freedom one way we're going to have different ways to freedom and we can work together as much as possible and if we do that if we remember that this isn't anything new and that we agree on so much more than we disagree on and that we can work together whenever possible um then then we can fix that the only other thing i'd say is i think a lot of this is what happens when we all have the same aspirational goals but the brass tacks strategy of how to get there isn't fully laid out. And so that's a big part of what I've been doing, kind of leading by example, going around the country saying, hey, here's an event that we're going to do. We're going to build it. We're building a coalition with this other group, and we're going to help end qualified immunity in Ohio. Come on out and help us with that. Or I'm coming down to Tennessee, where we're going to be meeting with nonprofits and doing homeless outreach, and then talking to the media about why the homelessness problem here is so bad and the the policies that led to that. 
these are ways that you and and at all of these different events I would see Mises people there I'd see Prague people there I'd see radical people there I'd see you know uh, unaffiliated people there uh, un caucus unaffiliated people there all working together and they might disagree on you know this podcaster or this politician or this policy or whatever but they're working together because they know that we have the same goals when you give people something to do they're less likely to fight each other I like it. Yeah. And I know you're kind of short on time here. We got a yeah, lot of uh, events to get to. So anything you want to plug or say to wrap this thing up? SpikeCohen.com. SpikeCohen.com. Check me out on SpikeCohen.com. Check, Check me out on all my social media. I'm on TikTok for the kids. I don't do much on TikTok, but I'll be there soon. And, uh, yeah, check me out on social media and on SpikeCohen.com. And if I'm coming to your area, you go to SpikeCohen.com. My events are all listed there. We keep it regularly updated. If I'm coming to your area, come out and see me. I'd love to meet you. All right. Well, yes. Thank you, I hope your dream was fulfilled by me. Oh, my dream is beyond fulfilled. I don't even know what I'm going to do with it. Right. It's all downhill from here. I mean, you just peaked. So, I mean. That's what it it already feels like downhill. All right. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Thank you. Spike, thank you. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money.